for us within the company, we very rarely discount anything. And we try and have this um, kind of philosophy of adding more value as opposed to taking it away. And I think sometimes when you discount, you can take away some of the value. So we, we discounted the price a little if you pay up front as they should. And then what we did was offered a free bangle. So we had these amazing limited edition bus bay bangles. And so for anyone that would sign up annually, they would get this bangle. And then every month we do a different type of promotion for people. So it could be an Instagram post you'll get for free. So this week's guest, you may not know by name, but I bet you know her business, which is called Boss Babes. But by the end of this episode, you are definitely going to know who Natalie Ellis is. So Natalie and her team are the amazing women behind Boss Babes. They encourage women to be unapologetically ambitious and equip them with the kits to create success for themselves. She is a seven-figure earner and shares the exact roadmaps that she and her team have used that have got her from starting as a solopreneur to this massive multi-million dollar, million follower community that is Boss Babes. So she's going to tell us exactly how she did that and how we can do it too. Before we dive in though, I want to give a shout out to Vic271917 and Vic says, this podcast has completely changed my view of influencing and all that it encompasses. Julie hosts talented individuals who bring their utmost knowledge and know-how to the table. I typically get bored with podcast series and bounce around to different ones, but TIP has continually kept me growing, so I'm just hooked. Thank you so much for saying that it changed your view on influencing because that was one of my, I think, biggest things that I wanted to do, right? When I was thinking about naming the podcast, one of the reasons, there was a couple of reasons why I named it the Influencer Podcast. One, because that's kind of a word that we all use in this space, right? Whether you say that you're an influencer or not, this is influencer marketing. We are influencing. We're, we're growing an influence. But I know that that word can have a very negative connotation at times. So I wanted to change people's view of that word. You know, that was really my my mission and one of my goals was to take that word and to really show the positive effects that it can have and really by embracing it, all of the beauty and magic that it could bring to your life. So thank you for saying that it's changed your view because that was my goal and it is working. So that is amazing. Now I want to hear from more of you who listen in each week and just to really kind of share gleams like that, you know, let me know like what you've learned, what has really helped you, what kind of mindset shifts have you had because of this podcast and the messages that you've heard. Now you can do that by going on iTunes and giving us a review and you can subscribe there as well. And then also make sure to screenshot today's episode on Instagram story, tag me at Joel Solomon and our guest today at I am Natalie and hashtag the influencer podcast. And I want to know your biggest takeaway from Natalie's amazing, amazing strategy walkthroughs today, guys, get ready. If you've ever wanted to launch a monthly membership too, she does not hold back to Day. You're going to love it. Now, if you want to hang out after the episode ends, where we do that is in our amazing Facebook community. That is where we kind of keep the conversation going, ask a ton of questions. We've got thousands of listeners in there who are so helpful with strategy and kind of learning things as they go. If you are someone who has just gotten into this world, if you're just dipping your toes into the water, if you will, or if you've been at this for a while and you're looking for that like-minded community, our Facebook group is where it's at. So you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast to be a part of this wonderful community. 
Hey, hey, so you know that I am all about connecting and marketing to your right audience and really who matters most, because when you're talking to everybody, as I always say, you're talking to nobody. So when it comes to marketing your business, it's all about reaching the right audience at the right time and connecting them with your message that will resonate the most. So if you want to target your customers where they are engaging every day and when they are ready to make a decision... LinkedIn can help you. Now, I know that I've talked a lot about LinkedIn on this podcast before, but I want you to know that when you advertise on LinkedIn, you have the opportunity to build long-term relationships with your customers and your audience and relationships that often translate into things like website traffic, higher brand awareness, and of course, brand deals and partnerships. The first step though is talking to that right audience. So with a community of over 575 million professionals on LinkedIn, you have access to a diverse group of people searching for all the things that they need to grow professionally that you may be the right fit for. LinkedIn has the marketing tools to help you target your customers with precision down to their job title, their company name, and their industry. Again, guys, great for brand deals because better targeting equals a message that your audience or the brands that you want to work with care about, which in turn leads to more trust built with your audience and customers. In fact, four out of five customers who are on LinkedIn are decision makers at their companies. So you're building relationships that actually matter. I was talking to the marketing rep from the beauty company Tarte about doing something the other day. Guess what? We connected on LinkedIn. Just a simple message, and we were connected, planning out some ideas. Pretty awesome, right? To redeem a free $100 LinkedIn ad credit and launch your first campaign, go to linkedin.com slash influencer. That's linkedin.com slash influencer for your free $100 ad credit. Terms and conditions will apply. So you know that I do not shy away when it comes to efficient and useful things that can actually help us grow an online influence and make it a little bit fun and easy along the way. And Skillshare is just that. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators. With more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. Take classes in things like social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, or even illustration. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. Now, as you know, I am a firm believer in investing in yourself and always learning as you go, which is why lifelong learning is so important to me. And I know that I talk about it on this podcast all the time. That is what I really like about Skillshare. They even have classes on there when it comes to creative writing that I think would be really useful for things like writing a book proposal or even just trying to get a little bit more comfortable in things like Instagram posts that could be really beneficial. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for you. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Two months of Skillshare for free. Skillshare is offering the Influencer Podcast listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com forward slash TIP. Again, that's Skillshare.com forward slash TIP to start your two months now. Skillshare.com forward slash TIP. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hi, Natalie. It's so great to have you with us today. 
Thank you for having me. Of course. So I would love just to kind of dive on into how you got into the world of, of bossing and entrepreneurship. Yeah, I'm a really cliche story. I started entrepreneurship when I was about 13. I had my first company, which was designing websites. And it kind of all just went from there. I was always obsessed with this idea of taking something and making it into a product or something that would help people, that would make money. And it just kind of stepped up from there. And I kind of never really had a proper job or real job, as you call it. And um, from that, how did that transition into kind of the online space that um, that you have cultivated and that you see yourself in now with your partner? Yeah. So when I started my first ever proper company out of university, it was a product-based business. And we were actually manufacturing superfood products and shipping them from the UK all over the world. But the kind of journey to get to that point was really difficult. And I thought I could kind of design a product and have it manufactured. It would take a few months and we'd be good to go. And it turned out this process was over 12 months of development. And in that time, you're spending a lot of time kind of twiddling your thumbs, waiting for getting samples back, different things like that. And so what I started to do was study Instagram. Um, And at the time, it was only just really starting to take off. It was the kind of time where anyone had 10,000 followers, you thought they were really famous. Um, and so I remember just yeah. studying Instagram as much as I possibly can. I used to spend morning and night on it and just thinking, okay, if I can nail this, then I probably don't need a marketing budget. It was like when Instagram first started, there was so much buzz around health and fitness and um, those kind of influencers. So that's what I started doing. And throughout that and throughout the journey of um, having this first business, which was a real success when we launched, we actually were shipping to over 60 countries in just a few weeks. And then we were in over 200 stores across the UK. And that all came from Instagram. So but, but that success really taught me that uh, business and entrepreneurship can be a really lonely journey. I'd never kind of known what to expect from any of this. And I started this business and it was great on the outside, but on the inside, it was just terrifying. I truly had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying things and if they worked great and if they didn't, I would try something else. And I felt like I didn't really have many people around me that I could talk to. My family just weren't entrepreneurs and they didn't really get it. My friends didn't. Um, They just went kind of straight from university to corporate jobs and they thought that I was kind of throwing my life away by not kind of going and taking the corporate job that I'd been offered. Um, And I found it really, really lonely. So I started to lean in a lot to these online groups and find other women just like me. And then eventually it came to me pairing my passion for meeting other female entrepreneurs online with knowing how to really grow and scale and monetize Instagrams. And that kind of come together and is what I'm doing right now with Boss Babe. Um, And it's just been the most incredible journey. Um, Boss Babe has just been growing so, so much. And I truly believe it's those two things combined with our really strong mission, which is why all of this took off in the first place. Yes. And let's dive into uh, Boss Babes for a moment. So for those who may not know, um, what is it and, and how do you use Boss Babes as a way to not only inspire, but educate and give a lot of entrepreneurs or aspiring female entrepreneurs out there the, the tools and the tactics and the strategies that they need to actually have and grow a profitable online presence? Yeah, 
So Boss Babe is one of the largest communities of ambitious women and female entrepreneurs in the world. It's incredible. We have about 1.5 million women following us across the world and how we really aim to support women and kind of push them further in their business is a few different ways, but the main one is our membership. It's called The Society. It is one of my favorite products in the entire world. It is basically everything I needed when I was younger. So we brought together some incredible experts. We put it together in a membership where you can be in a community with a bunch of like-minded women and we kept the cost really low. So that membership's kind of like the foundation of the business. But beyond that, we We have a podcast where we invite amazing guests on to talk all about their journey of entrepreneurship. And I think what's really, really important to use my channel to share is the behind the scenes. It's this idea that not everything is as perfect as it seems on Instagram, because I think a lot of people can see your success and forget that there's a whole journey behind that. So that's something we love to highlight on the podcast. We do um, events all over the world. Um, We have an incredible Instagram program and a mastermind program. So lots of different ways. But the main thing for us is to just be able to provide those specific bits of information, as well as the confidence, the tips, the tricks. Because also kind of building on from that, one of the things that we have found um, is holding a lot of women back is this confidence. It's lack of confidence or doubting themselves or seeing what everyone else is doing and getting put off that they're not that far ahead. And so big part of our platform is to provide women with that confidence kick daily. We call it like a daily shot of virtual espresso. Um, So you'll see on our Instagram, all of these amazing quotes that are so inspirational, but also make you feel like a bit badass. So yeah, the daily um, espresso is definitely one of our favorite ways of just being able to connect with our audience daily. Oh, I love that. And um, I want to talk a little bit about the monthly membership. I mean, you just shared kind of what it is and why you decided to do it, but I would love to talk about it more from a behind the scenes perspective, because um, a lot of people that listen to this podcast, they want to create their own products and services and, um, you know, a service that any entrepreneur can create, especially if they have um, education to share is a monthly membership. And I think monthly memberships can be phenomenal. But I would love, because I know that you have built a seven-figure monthly membership and have done very, have seen a lot of success and done very well with your monthly membership. But I know that there can be some challenges that come with that retention, uh, creating new content, finding experts to come in and lead content. So how have you been able to not only navigate the monthly membership space, but I would love to hear what challenges have you faced throughout the growth of that? What are things that you kind of had to learn along the way to keep the retention going and to keep it consistently growing and successful? Mm, Such a good question. I feel like I could talk memberships all day. Yeah. So our membership, I call it like the blood in our veins. It's the part of our business that is just growing month on month without us having to really do much with it in terms of growth. Like it very much grows itself through referrals now, which is amazing. But as you said, there's a lot of things you need to consider when setting the membership up. So for us, it was really important that we could get a product out there at scale and to a lot of people, because if you've got a low priced membership and you don't have the scale to be able to get it out there, then chances are it's not going to generate you enough revenue to want to keep doing it. It only really works if you can do that. So I think it all starts with being able to have this really solid marketing plan that can help you reach a lot of people. And then beyond that, you need to kind of consider how you're going to run it. Is it going to be evergreen so that it's constantly open and no one really, for us, 
people had a real reason to join in the beginning because we opened up these spots for founding members, which was they would never get that price ever again and it would be closing and we didn't know when we were going to reopen. And for us, that was a big risk because say we've only got 10 people in and then we're calling it a membership and we're not opening doors for another few months because we've said we wouldn't. That could have been really scary, but we really prepped beforehand and did the projections and thought, you know what, we've got a really good chance of getting a couple of thousand people in here as founding members. So let's go ahead and do it that way first. So we did that and then we decided to close the doors and that was an amazing thing for us. It really taught us the power of keeping kind of a closed space and it allowed us to really find our feet in the membership and understand what we were doing before we then put more attention on growing. We had to focus on the retention piece. So there's lots of kind of bits within it that we focus on. The biggest thing for us is retention and customer success and happiness because without that, your membership's eventually going to stop unless you're constantly generating new leads. It's going to stop. And like people always say, the best way to make money in your business is to focus on the people that are already paying you, the clients you already have. So we started very much hands-on getting feedback from people. We'd be posting in the group almost every day, like, how did you find this? What about this? And asking them lots of questions. And we pulled together kind of a little mastermind group of society girls who could give us direct feedback on what the other girls were saying, because it was this kind of place where they were all talking talking amongst amongst each other. And we felt like we needed to be able to get in and understand that. And then after a few months, we started to um, learn what our lifetime value was. And what this means is the kind of average value of a member when they come in and how long they're going to stay for. And so once we had that, um, we were able to then decide, okay, we've got a lifetime value of this. So we have this amount of budget to go and spend on bringing new members in, which helped us to shape our acquisition Um, kind of plan for moving forward. But for an entire year, we didn't open Evergreen. We kept it closed. We just did three launches that year and we tested different things at each launch. So one was the founding members. Um, The second test was trying to get more annual subscriptions as opposed to monthly. And the third was doing a free trial for five days instead of just going out there and doing a straight sale. And that one year of testing for us was incredible and really taught us a lot about the marketing side. And then beyond that, we really built a a full team whose focus was the society and the retention. And they were on those metrics. And we still are every single week trying to understand, okay, if retention drops, this is why. So we analyze everything we did that week and we try to kind of correlate. And it's kind of grown from there. The retention piece, but it's one of those things we're constantly learning and constantly having to have our finger on the pulse with. And then in terms of creating content, as you said, a big part of membership is being able to have consistent content. And for us, um, being kind of ahead of the curve is really important because even um, we were supposed to launch a success kit in April. And when we got the content back, it wasn't what we needed it to be. And we have a really high bar when it comes to putting content in there. So we were like, okay, we can't do that for April. Let's pull someone else in. So um, having kind of six months of content planned is really, really important for us. And then we just kind of have criteria of what we look for when people are coming in to collaborate. Um, We really like to see some evidence that they are a kind of real genius in that specific zone and they've had a successful business that what they're teaching we know is legitimate and really is going to work for our members. And then we work very, very hands-on with them to help them create content. And what's been really helpful for us, and I highly recommend everyone else do it if you've got a membership, is 
provide really easy processes and templates for anyone coming in to create content for you. So make sure you've created your own slides, you've got handbooks, um, they can see something where all the branding is there, your copy voice is there, so that whatever they submit to you really works and giving them examples of, of kind of past content that you've done. So when we sign someone on to do a success kit, we send them all, like all of this info that they need. We give them a, a quite a big deadline to get it back to us. And then if there's any tweaks, we work with them on it. Um, but yeah, there's so much to learn when it comes to membership. But if you have got the ability to get it out there kind of at scale, I think it is one of the most incredible things you can do for your business. Oh, there's so much good stuff there. And I have like even more things I want to dive into. Um, when were you able to kind of figure out the price point that worked for your ideal audience for the membership? Did you ever have to kind of like play around with that? Or did you find a price point? Let's whether it's, you know, 27 a month or 57 a month or whatever that is that you found uh, to be um, at, at a good sweet spot? Yeah. So for us, we did tons of research on what similar members ships in our space would cost. And it's interesting because there's not as many as you would think there are. So we did that research and we got some kind of ballpark prices. And then we kind of paired that with what value we think we're giving each month and if we could justify that. And then also what we think would be a kind of no-brainer affordable amount for someone who's kind of pre-start. Um, and that was something really important for us to consider because we want to make it accessible. So we launched our founding member program at $29. Um, and that was so successful that we realized, okay, this price works. I feel like if it hadn't have been as successful as, as it was and it didn't hit the goals, we would have played around with the price, but it was really successful. No one complained about the price. And we actually had a lot of people paying upfront, which was, it's 339 for the year. We had a lot of people doing that. And so then for our second launch, we were like, okay, we're bringing a lot more team on board to support with this membership. We want to be able to do this at scale. We're really going to have to increase the prices. And for us, $34 felt good because people would generally spend that in a week on coffee. Um, and it's kind of one of those no-brainer prices, but it's also a number that if you see $34 going out of your bank account every month, it's going to make you question, am I getting value out of this program? It's going to make you question, am I putting my all into this program and getting out of it what I know I could be getting out of it? Because we didn't want it to be a kind of $5 a month that you don't really care about. Because the best memberships are memberships where people want to be there and they want to learn and they want to contribute. And whilst it could be amazing to have hundreds of thousands of people paying you a couple of dollars per month, if they're not adding value to the group, then it's probably not going to be the best membership. Mm -hmm. um, so it was very back and forth for us, but tons of competitive research I thought, I think was the best way for us to decide that. Mm, amazing. Um, and when you were talking about your your free trial, um, that that was kind of something that you guys figure out worked well in terms of getting people in. Talk to me a little bit about what that looks like. Um, you said, I think it lasted for five days. What gave you the idea of doing that? What do members get um, in terms of those five days? And then how have you seen the conversion uh, grow and change from adding just that little element to it? Yeah. So I originally tested this years and years ago when I had my supplement company, I would give a small tester. And then I looked at the retention notes of people staying on once they'd had that freebie and they were really, really high. And then I read this book, it was called The Membership Economy. And it was talking about lots of different models of memberships. You could have free, you could have freemium, which is kind of 
it's free, but you pay for premium. You could do free trials. And this idea of free was interesting to us because we know that once people see the value that's inside the society, the price becomes a no-brainer. But being able to really get that across just through marketing is actually quite difficult because it's more of an experiential thing. Like once you log in and you see your dashboard is completely customized to you and it's got your name and you see all of the value, you're like, oh, I'm staying now. And so for us, we were like, okay, if we can get it in front of people for maybe five days, I think they would stay. So we um, just emailed a small amount of our list. I think we um, we probably sent it out to just about 500 people. And we asked them if they wanted to sign up for a free five-day trial of the society and made it clear you can cancel anytime before those five days are up and you won't be charged a thing. But if it does go over five days, you'll be charged $34 and then that will recur monthly. And it's a model we've seen done with so many bigger membership companies. Um, Spotify do it. I think Netflix have played around with it. So it was definitely a done thing. Um, Thrive Market got me in like that. It was very smart how they did it. So we did that and we noticed, I think 78% of people actually retained. And when you look at those, um, that, that data, wow, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. And when you look at the data, this is, this is not real figures, but say for example, you email a thousand people and you tell them about your product, maybe 10% of them will opt in and pay the $34. But if you send an email to those people and offer them a free trial, you might actually get 80% of people opting in because it's free. And then if 78% of those people are going to retain, then actually you've made way more money offering the free trial than you had just straight selling. And it worked really, really well for us. And it was great. Um, It's not something that we continue to do just because as our um, society model has moved more evergreen, we really want to control the amount of people coming in because there is a lot of admin to do with that. So we want to control that side of things. Um, But then also we really want to know what kind of marketing was working in terms of making them convert full price. So that's kind of what we focused on. But every now and then when it's a holiday or something, we offer the free trial and our signups just go through the roof. That's so good. Thank you for um, for diving into that. And then how are you able, because obviously you have the monthly price of 34 and then you have the annual price and I'm sure they get a little bit of a discount if, um, if people sign up annually. Um, how are you able to kind of um, figure out ways to get people to, to more of that annual payment than the monthly one? Because as you said, there's going to be more processing fees. There's going to be other things like that. And so how do you incentivize that from a business standpoint? Yeah. So for us, it was really, we offered a small discount, but for us within the company, we very rarely discount anything. And we try and have this, um, kind of philosophy of adding more value as opposed to taking it away. And I think sometimes when you discount, you can take away some of the value. So we, we discounted the price a little if you pay up front as they should. And then what we did was offered a free bangle. So we had these amazing limited edition bus pay bangles. And so for anyone that would sign up annually, they would get this bangle. And then every month we do a different type of promotion for people. So it could be an Instagram course you'll get for free. It might be an extra coaching call you'll get with me if you sign up annually. So we try and add all of these things to the offering. Um, And then another technique is, and you'll you'll probably know this, but with sales pages, whichever price has the bigger box behind it um, or is is kind of shown more prominently is the one that's going to get more signups. So we used to have this really prominent box with the monthly fee and then we'd have a tiny little box saying, well, if you want to do annual, we'll send you a limited edition bangle, um, but you can sign up. 
And we noticed we weren't getting many signups when that box was tiny. And we swapped this, the sizes of them over and our signup rate for the um, annual actually increased by about 10%, which is huge. Wow. So yeah. it's kind of experimenting and split testing all of those little things. Wow. That's amazing. And what a, just a great little just pivot in a test to see huge results. I love this kind of stuff. I could, t- I could talk about it all day. I find it fascinating. Um, and then I wanted to talk about um, the content strategy for a moment. I know that you had mentioned that you you do about six months of planning prior. Um, when it comes to that, do you basically have six months of content like in the can, ready to go, that sort of thing? No. So we have six months six months of experts lined up. So we have one expert per month and then we do our own content on the side. So we have the experts lined up, all of the agreements signed and they all have their dates. And then typically we have content for about two months in advance. Um, And the reason we don't do it all in advance is things really change and our audience kind of demand different things for us. So we will wait and kind of put the temperature out there and see what they're wanting or we'll ask them nearer the time. And then we'll help tailor that kind of content to those asks. So if you have it too far in advance, I think you can risk having dated content because things move so quickly online. Uh, But otherwise, it's just great to have those agreements in place. I love that. Thank you for for sharing that um, in terms of just kind of planning because I feel like it could could easily get reactive, you know, if you're not, if if you don't have... Um, experts lined up or at least ideas of where you're going to go. It can start to kind of feel like every single month you're having to create and do and create and do, and it can probably get a little um, overwhelming. So having that planned out is would be great. So wanted to make sure that you knew about my brand new and free masterclass that I have going on right now over at pitchitperfect.net forward slash masterclass. Now, one of my favorite topics to dive into is pitching, and that is exactly what this masterclass dives into even more. Here in this masterclass, I give you the five simple pitch strategies that help you land your first 5k brand deal. And I also give you five easy fixes that take you from, hey, nobody's actually responding to me, to landing bankable collaborations. So all you have to do is head over to pitchitperfect.net forward slash webinar to sign up and you can get to watching. And then I wanted to ask you about kind of you versus the experts. Um, So obviously you have some incredible people that come in and teach and they know what they're talking about. They can lead that amazingly. How do you balance the... um, how do you balance kind of that idea of the members wanting more of you as the brand versus wanting the experts to come in and teach them? Yeah. So what we do is we do two coaching calls a month, group coaching calls where it's me and my co-founder, Danielle, we're on camera and we're doing those kind of coaching calls with the members. And then we are the ones present in the community every day. So answering questions, we do lives, um, we share different insights. So they kind of get a like, It's like an ongoing behind the scenes and access to us. And then when we bring in experts, we try to bring in people that we work with closely. So for example, we brought in Brendan Brichard and Brendan was actually a coach of mine and Danielle's. And so we said to them, listen, we trust him. He's coached us. So let our coach coach you. And so we try and work it like that so that they know anyone we bring in, we've got a really close affiliation with and trust. Or for example, if we brought in a company like Teachable, um, we would 
kind of explain to everyone, this is a platform that we use. So let's all learn how to use it from the best, from the company itself. And then we would put our spin on it, showing them how we use it and what it means to us. And we kind of all learn together and all grow. But I think as long as you have a real constant presence in the group and you're showing up and you're answering questions and you're coaching them through, then that's a really important important piece. And then a second part is just making sure that they're getting constant value even beyond the, the group and the services. So we try and encourage them all to complete the success kits. And once they've done it, they can apply to us for a monthly award. And with that award, we will create a full profile of their business and we'll advertise it to over 1.5 million of our audience online. And so it really encourages them to get involved with the content. And once they've got involved and they've done it, well, we know the data that they're going to retain longer but beyond that they see the value and so they show up every single month to keep doing it and they know the value comes from people outside of just me and Danielle that's so great um, because I know that I'm sure that there's a huge balance in that, but it's really also too, I think it's probably a little bit of an education piece with your members um, and building that like no and trust. So it's like they trust the people that you're bringing in to teach and provide value. And they yep. see that time and time again, the longer that they're in there. That's amazing. Um, so I want to shift gears a little bit to talk about your mastermind that you had mentioned, um, because I know that that word can mean different things for different people. So I would love to know how and which your mastermind is set up and 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 how the the services that you offer through that. Yeah. So our mastermind is for high level female entrepreneurs who are looking all to achieve a very specific goal that is the same. And I'm completely in agreement with you. I think sometimes the word mastermind can be thrown around for tons of different people to come together at all these different levels, working on different things. And whilst that can be really great sometimes, it can also not be exactly what you need. And for us, mastermind means bringing together these amazing minds who can work together on their businesses and each bring their own zone of genius but be on the same journey so for us um, our mastermind looks like female entrepreneurs who are at least at around 10 to 12k a month um, probably not beyond 25k because again we like to keep them all in that same space and they are looking to double their income monthly they're looking to grow their instagram audience and they're really looking to leverage their business for more time so a lot of those women are mums or they have crazy busy schedules and they're ready to make more money and work less so that's what we would do with the mastermind and it's it's a pretty rigorous application process from when you submit your application to when you actually would get accepted. And it's not open all the time. And we try and keep it really small and exclusive. And speaking quite honestly, it's not the biggest revenue driver in our business, but it's something that we know is part of our massive mission, which is to be multipliers. So if we bring in these women and create massive impact through their big audiences, then we are able to multiply our influence through them. So that's a big part of it. So when a lot of masterminds may take in, you know, hundreds of people because of the profit side, we actually don't. We keep ours capped really, really small. And we have different coaches and we expand and we're growing it slowly. But we have I think we have over 2,000 people have applied to date and we've only really accepted in total, I think about 40. So it's definitely um, on the more exclusive side, which for us works so, so well. And to be able to kind of work high touch with them is really important. But the way that we would 
perhaps do that. Our Instagram program is very different in a sense of you don't have to apply. Um, we'll just tell you this is for you if, and you've got to match certain criteria and then you can buy and you can come in. And I think that's kind of how the program should run. But I think a mastermind truly should be exclusive. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And th- those are the ones that really thrive. I've been a part of masterminds and it's just been tremendous in my growth. But what I've noticed is the more intimate ones, at least for me, I think the better. Um, yeah. so I would love to chat now because you guys have just so many amazing services and products. Um, you have an Instagram program. I would love for you to share a little bit about um, what that is and, and what people can learn from that and how you've seen success. Yeah. So Instagram for us, I think is it's the most fascinating thing that people want to know about us because they see our Instagram has grown so fast. We grow at about 30,000 a week. So about four to 5,000 people a day following us and our engagements climbing. We've completely outgrown all of our like similar um, pages in our field. And everyone's asking, how do you do it? And it's really interesting because I didn't want to release a program. And my co-founder, Danielle, because I handle all the marketing side, she's the ops side. And she kept saying to me, okay, it's time for you to release a program. Like, can we do it? Can we release it next month? Can we do this? And she's been pushing me for the longest time. And I kept saying no. And for me, I had this big resistance not to share the strategy online of what we're doing because I am a big believer in collaboration over competition, but almost because this is like my full zone of genius that I didn't know like if I could do it justice. And so I kept saying no and that I wouldn't do it. And behind the scenes, I was secretly just working on it and putting ideas and frameworks together. Um, And then I started to address that fear of what it was. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs could probably relate to this when you have this idea to put something out there, but there's something, there's kind of this like massive resistance blocking you and stopping you. And so it's actually taken about 12 months um, for me to create this. And it's so funny because I tell anyone that works for me, you know, action is better than procrastination and, and go at it and all of those different things. But for me, I, I felt like I almost wasn't taking my advice. I was really trying to get it to a good place. So um, I've actually developed it. I finally said yes and started putting it together. So it took me about a year to really pull all of these frameworks together. And what I tried to do was break down our entire strategy that we use at Boss Babe to grow so quickly. Um, and because we have at least one piece of viral content a day and our content's shared way more by other people online than it is by us. And I know if you can kind of nail that, then your brand is going to grow so quickly. Like I'm sure you could talk so much about that. So that was really important for me. And so what I did was I really broke down the strategy of what we were doing, which actually has been pretty easy for me because um, we've been scaling our team so quickly in the past like year and a half. And so when I've been onboarding all of these different team members, I've been keeping videos and logs of everything I've been teaching them because I wanted to step away from the Instagram as much as possible. And I'm almost there. I wouldn't say I'm fully there because I'm also a control (laughs) freak, but I am almost there. And so I had all of these trainings that I was using to teach my team. And so what I started to do with, um, with these trainings was I would run online trainings and I would pull like different people out. I'd spot them in the society or in my mastermind. I'd be like, okay, can I show you these different techniques? Can you go do it? Come back to me, tell me what happened. And I've been testing it for a while and people are coming back to me saying, oh my God, I got 1300 shares on these pieces of content. I got 400 followers today and all of these different things. And so when I knew I had something, I was like, okay, so I put it together in what we call the Insta Growth Accelerator. And it's 
basically an online program designed to teach you how to grow and monetize your Instagram. Because I think one without the other doesn't work if you're an entrepreneur, because you can have millions of followers, but if you're not knowing how to monetize them, then, you know, it's, it's not really going to be very effective for you. What's the point? Like, yeah, you might be able to sell it eventually, but what's the point? Um, we made a million dollars way before we had a million followers. And I like yes. it being that way around. Yep. But at the same time, you know, having a big audience is a massive opportunity. You hear a lot of people saying you don't need a ton of followers to make money. And I fully agree with you. But if you can grow your audience with real ideal targeted paying customers, then that really can take your business from A to B and it can supercharge your success. So I think having both of them are really, really important. So that was the goal um, for this program. And about nine, there's, there's 12 weeks and nine of those weeks are your growth strategy and your brand strategy. And then there's three solid weeks on selling. Because I think as well, and for anyone that creates programs and courses, you have to have a really strategic plan for people to get their ROI back on that program. Because you could put something out there and you could kind of flower it up and put all the bells and whistles on it. But if people are doing it and they're not getting results or they're not making an ROI, people aren't going to talk about it. People aren't going to give you testimonials. It's also quite unethical. So all of those things combined, I always love to think when I'm creating this, this kind of content online, okay, where's the ROI coming? How can I guarantee people are going to get their money back? And that was a big part of it. So the last three weeks I focused on selling. Mm, that's amazing. Um, thank you so much for walking us through so much of the behind the scenes of how you have successfully created very profitable and different revenue streams. And what you were even saying earlier about, you know, how can you extend the lifetime value of one customer? And um, I think that you guys have really kind of you know, through your work, through time, through strategizing, testing, you've, you've found a really phenomenal sweet spot in that. So I, I hope that for all of those listening who may just be starting out and you just kind of keep yourself from actually taking action because you're afraid that you don't know it all, or you, you're afraid that you need to research more, or you don't think that you have enough followers or enough customers that would be interested. Just kind of remember everything that Natalie has been talking about today is that she didn't know all of this when she first started, right? Like you didn't know how to do all of this. You really kind of learned as you went, you listened to what the customers and what the audience was saying, you tested and tried different things out, and then you kind of started getting into the flow. So thank you so much for just walking us through that. And I think it's a really strong reminder and testament to what taking action is and, and how important it can be to get out of your head and get out of the thinking and really just start, you know, putting the wheels in motion and, and doing. Yeah. I love that you said that too, because I think we don't talk a lot about data online because it's not very sexy. Let's be honest. Like right. you're not going to engage with the post. that's like, let's talk about the data you need to kind of be mapping with your clients. But I think I had a bit of advantage because I was living in Silicon Valley at the time. And I was surrounded by friends working at tech companies that were also heavily data driven. And they'd be talking to me about the way they'd be doing things in their business. And whilst those were billion dollar companies, I'm like, okay, how do I think like a billion dollar company? How do I start to, to bring those elements in? And honestly, it was quite frustrating for me and Danielle. We had these Excel spreadsheets up and we were mapping out graphs and we were trying all ways to kind of like analyze data. And in the beginning, we really had no idea what we were doing. And it just took a lot of Google searches, a lot of asking friends, a lot of trial and error. And eventually we were able to bring in someone who we can pay, who can do this for us. But not everyone has that in the beginning. And I'm also a big believer of getting kind of in the details of your own business so that when you do bring someone in, you understand it. 
because it's not always just enough just to be given the data. You want to be able to understand it. So definitely don't be discouraged and just start asking questions and looking into the different ways you can analyze and understand your client base. And for us now, we're at a good point where we can really predict cash flow for like the next 12 months because our data is so strong. We're like, okay, if we increase our social following by this, which is what quite likely will then be able to convert this percent of people and this is how we'll do it. And we'll, and so it can be very specific, which really helps you with business growth because then you come on to building a team and all of the fun things and you need to be able to predict what your finances are going to look like. So it's definitely something worth sticking with. And speaking of data, I would love for you to kind of share, um, because you, you don't know what you don't know, right? So how were you able to figure out what data points were important to really look at each month because it can be very overwhelming. It's not sexy, like you said. For, so for someone who may not be data savvy, but they're wanting to, to start to pay attention to the numbers, where would you say are the key components that you need to be looking at? Whether that's Google Analytics, and then if it is, what about Google Analytics? Or if that's um, you know social media, what do you kind of pay attention to on a monthly basis that really shows you what you need to know in terms of awareness and conversion points? Yeah, that's a good question. And I'll just put this out there for anyone taking this advice. Take it with a pinch of salt because I'm no data expert by a long shot. But the things that I start with is just asking like simple questions like, okay, how how do I know if my membership is successful? What does success look like? Okay, well, success looks like growth of X amount of members per month. And it looks like X amount of people retaining because this is what I Googled and it said the industry standard was this. So if we're above industry standard, it means people are are happy. And then we'll kind of dig into our membership plugins and see if we can get that data. So that's a good place to start. Just asking those really simple questions of what does success look like? And then when it comes to our blog, we have a really popular blog. Um, so we were like, okay, what would it look like? What was a, a success with the blog look like? And it would be like people spending a lot of time on the blog. So time spent would be something we measure. It might look like people reading more than one article because that would tell us they trust what we put out there. Um, it would look like, um, a good click through rate from social because people are interested in the titles that we're posting. So I'd kind of brainstorm all of these different things out. And then like you say, pull up Google Analytics and see how I can find that data. So more than, because sometimes I feel like data can lead you because you'll load up your Google Analytics um, kind of dashboard and it will tell you all these different numbers and all of a sudden you're feeling overwhelmed and hours gone by, you still haven't measured anything. Whereas if you start without the data and you're like, okay, I'm going to ask these simple questions and, and why does that, mean that and what about this you could do that and then if if you've got anyone around you that understands this I would just run it past them and say do you think I'm doing this right or could I do it any differently so there's that part of it and then there's also an amazing group called Traction and in Traction they talk about company scorecards and everyone having a number and we have this within our business. We have a massive company scorecard that gets filled in every single week. And we're a very transparent company. So everyone can see all these different numbers and everyone's responsible for at least one number. It's got their name beside it. So that number might be um, follower growth. It might be average likes per post. It might be bounce rate, whatever it is. Um, they input it there and that's public accountability first makes them want to work hard on the number, but also you get to really specifically dive into what everyone's responsible for. Um, so traction was a great kind of place to start for me to learn all about the scorecard and what kind of data metrics you should measure. And I think I, I could be wrong here, but I think they've got kind of like 
five data points that every single company should measure. Mm. I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but it was really, really important for, for us. Mm. That's awesome. Thank you for walking us through that. Um, I'm like taking notes and like even my like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm getting all these good ideas as well. Um, <laughs> so what is next for Boss Babes? What are you most excited about? I mean, obviously you have a podcast that is phenomenal. Um, I would love for you to talk about that a little bit as well. Cause obviously we have podcast listeners that love podcasting. So if they haven't listened to it. Um, so along with the podcast and just the growth of that, what else are you excited about? Yeah, thank you. The podcast is definitely going to be a big focus for this year. Um, IGA, the Instagram accelerator, is going to be one of the biggest focuses. And we're really looking into how we can turn this into a full formal accreditation. We want this to be like the industry standard for Instagram courses out there. So um, I think that's going to really, really grow. And just beyond that, building as a brand is so important to us. So we've kind of been in stealth mode, I'd say, for the past couple of years. We kind of keep what we do to ourselves and quite quiet and we just focus on like growing and scaling. And I think we want to come out and be a bit more public facing and share all of the amazing things we're working on. So we're thinking about different products, like physical products that we could be launching, um, really continuing to grow our internal programs and then doing lots of other work around the brand. So our blog and our podcast are big parts of the business because it's a way for us to get all of this information out there to so many different people. So that's very much it for us. And we try and at each quarter, like throughout the year, we work, we work in quarters at each quarter, we kind of revisit the question, what is the core focus of this business and how do we employ it for the next three months? Because what we find with Boss Babe is it's such a big brand and almost everything you touch, you can make a success because if, if it's the right product that speaks to your audience anyway. And I don't think that's like the best way to run a business because you could have a million and one products, but if it's not clear what you do or you're kind of in it for the long run, like it might not succeed. So for us, we try and pull everything back and cull different things and streamline and work on our core focus. So that's something we're really like trying to do. Um, and I think podcasts are going to really form a lot of that focus for us. Mm, I love that. Um, what does influence mean to you? Influence means to be able to inspire the way people think. Mm, that's good. That's good. That's good. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on today and just sharing all of your wisdom and how you built a phenomenal online business. I think that people are going to find this not only incredibly informative, but also very, very inspiring. Um, so I would love for you to share where our listeners can learn more about Boss Babe and of course, all of the, all of the programs and services that you mentioned today, as well, as well as where they can find you on Instagram. Because what we love to do in these episodes is screenshot the episode and they tag me and you in it. And then they let us know, our amazing listeners, their biggest takeaway, their biggest aha moment, something that maybe they had been wondering themselves that we unlocked for them today. And it's just a really cool way for us to connect and chat with them. So I would love for you to share that. Oh, I love that idea so much. I would love to be tagged and we'll definitely repost any of those. Um, they can find me at, at, at I'm Natalie on Instagram or at bossbabe.inc. And our website is bossbabe.com. You'll find everything on there. And the podcast is the Boss Babe podcast. Amazing. Well, again, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on. It has been so awesome learning from you and getting to chat with you about all things online influence and entrepreneurship, which I know that we both are so passionate about. So I appreciate it. I loved it. Thank you so much for having me.
All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at The Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right, I will see you again, same time, same place, next week. Next time on The Influencer Podcast. I don't know, I just think for for me, I just like to be authentic because I want to... I want to tell people out there that are following me that have followed me from the beginning is that you're not alone in the things that you go through. You're not alone in having a bad day. You're not alone in having miscarriages. You're not alone in having, you know, a a broken marriage or so it's like just taking people on the journey together and it helps me not feel alone when someone reaches out to me and says, Hey, I'm going through this. How did you get past this? It's like, Oh, let me help you because this is what worked for me.